Mage Talk is brought to you by Mojo Stratus. Stratus is true cloud auto scaling technology for Magento. Built by industry leaders and cloud architects, Stratus is a revolution in cloud hosting. Magento 2, no problem. Holidays, flash sales, no problem. 100% uptime or your money back. Give Stratus a try today, risk free, and tell them Mage Talk sent you. Check them out today at magemojo.com. That's M A G E M O J O.com. Mage Talk is brought to you by Vertex, the leader of tax technology solutions and services for corporations worldwide. They're a Magento premier partner trusted by over half of the Fortune 500. Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes. Visit them online today at vertexsmb.com. This podcast is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Better way to find a Magento developer for your next project or full-time hire. We're live, Kalen. Oh, hello, Internet. (laughs) How many days in a row? How many days? 50 days in a row. 50 days. days. This is it. 50. How lucky are we, Rebecca, that you and I get to... Yeah, massive milestone. What an honor. What are we talking about exactly? <laughs> how, how many days in a row you've been streaming? Oh, 49 days. No big deal. Oh, oh come back tomorrow. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's the milestone. <laughs> well, for you, it'll be tomorrow in the middle of this, so we'll count it. How's okay, that? Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. The, the yeah. real big deal here is that we've got Becky from the Brock, <laughs> uh, her the majesty Brock. herself, on the podcast today. Rebecca, Hello. how the heck are you? Hello. Hello. From England. <laughs> I love it. There's a, there's a scene in Alice in Wonderland or Disney's Alice in Wonderland where Alice is learning how to curtsy and she's, you know, talking to the the queen of hearts and she's like, your majesty. And I was like, every time I think of that, I think of you. Yes. And you have to like shake your head like that. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even do it. (laughs) If you do the hair, look at the hair. Look at the hair. I love how oh, wow. I love how you have the cup of tea. The very, the oh, very yeah. cup of and tea. This is the most British <laughs> mug I own. It has it has God save Queen written on it. Yeah. That is so good. So very British. So, yeah. Made in Great Britain. Yeah. Uh, amazing. It's incredible. What are we talking about today? Well, I'm glad you asked, Philip. Uh, I think today we wanted to talk about the uh, the breakout that y'all did. I thought it was super cool um, at MLEU, the mental health breakout. I didn't realize you guys kind of tag teamed it as far as I understand, Rebecca, with the mental health breakout. Definitely was on purpose. We totally planned it that way. 100%. Very premeditated. Yeah. I see. I <laughs> we were very, we were lucky enough that um we were on the same table um for when the topic switched. So Phil's topic was uh, around physical health. And then we turned the card around halfway through mental health. But to be honest, it was the it was the same conversation the entire mm, time. Just right. on general health and well being. Because they do. They like they 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 connect so heavily. I think the the two topics, right? The way that you feel uh, is impacted sometimes for some people more dramatically by the way that you, you know, you perceive yourself to look. And I know physically, I feel better when I'm exercising, when I'm eating right. Um, and that makes me mentally feel better. I think that's a small part of it, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. You look yeah. good, you feel good. 50% of feeling good is looking good. Someone yeah. <laughs> That's something <laughs> sounds true. You said it on a podcast, so it must be true. Yeah. A white guy said it on a podcast. That makes oh, it true. Lord. Oh God. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but, uh, I, I mean, I, um, I think that Rebecca, you've been talking a lot more about mental health and, uh, it's such, um, uh, such an important topic. You were super vulnerable and transparent on one of your recent videos. And I appreciated that. I think that, it's one of these things. There's a stigma. We don't talk about things that we deal with and, uh, you know, things like going to therapy thing, you know, da, 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 all sorts of topics. And I think that, I just think it's, I, I think it's super important and it's cool to see you, um, pushing that forward. And, um, so yeah, I just, 
I don't know where to start. Where do we start? Where do we? <laughs> well, why don't we start with the last time that we had Rebecca on? I think she she hadn't joined the Magento Association yet as uh, a board member. Right? Yeah, and, a long uh, time ago. Yeah, it's been a while. So why don't we start there? We start there. What? Where? Where was I in life at that point? <laughs> oh gosh, so much has changed. Um, yeah, I think I remember I was sat in the kitchen again, quite late at night. Last time I was on this podcast, I think I was working at JH at the time, maybe. Um, yep. But yeah, a lot so. has changed since then. At Jaguar Land Rover now on the uh, board for the Gentle Association, doing everything I can to normalize talking about mental health. Um, I've been on a massive weight loss journey as well since then, mm. which is very, very closely tied to my mental health. Looking uh, good. Looking good. How's that vegan life treating you? <laughs> um, it's all right. I um, So I did my 30 days and then 1st of November hit and I went straight to KFC. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Get that fried chicken. And I, I, and I did I did fall off the wagon a little bit that weekend um, just because I, I being vegan was amazing. I felt amazing. It was great. But towards the end, I was really craving chicken. And so I was just like, right, I'm just going to go have some chicken. And then I was like, mm, it wasn't, you know, it's like not as good as you hyped it up to be in your head. So right, now, right. Okay, it'll be easier, I think, from now to be vegan. Because I'm like, all these, I had like a weekend of like going back to not being vegan. And then that right. kind of reminded me that I wasn't really missing out. What, what about, kaylin has been on this cricket protein thing. Have you ever thought about... How are we feeling cricket. about cricket protein, Rebecca? Let's talk crickets. Cricket uh, protein. Have you tried it? Have you... Like actual crickets, like... So the first time I heard about it, I had the same exact reaction. I was like, that is ridiculous. But, and I know you're drinking. I apologize. I don't mean to gross you out. But um, no, it's totally a thing. It's totally a thing in like a lot of parts of Asia um, and just sort of eating different types of insects. I know, I'm sorry. It's okay. gross. But, but it turns out that cricket protein is actually much more like sustainable to like the, like the, the ratio of protein to like total body mass of like a cricket compared to like a, a cow and any other yeah. animal is just like off the charts. So anyways, <laughs> it's, uh, it's coming, it's coming like 10 years from now. It's going to be, be well, it, it's, the way that it's no, I, the way that it's packaged though is like how you might buy pea protein, like in a branded like little container. It doesn't look like peas, and it doesn't even taste right. like peas, right? It's just derived from the crickets. Will be abstracted away eventually. Like you're not, you know, like you don't, you don't think about the crickets. You won't think about the. Crickets. Just don't think about it. They fight you a little bit on the way down, but just <laughs> you just gotta like just. <laughs> Block it out. like, yeah. what did I, what did I walk into? <laughs> what in the world did I walk into? I don't know. I think, I think that cricket protein is probably not vegan. Um, but. No. Yeah. No, no, so you went crazy. You went crazy on the, uh, on, on the KFC. And then what did you find yourself back to a place of balance with the, with sort of the, the protein and um, where, where do you think you wound up there after the weekend, the, you know. Yeah. I think it was it was just like a realization of you don't need these animal products, um, mm. and it kind of like made me feel really bad when you're there at KFC drinking through a plastic straw. You've seen all this packaging, and you're like, oh no, like this is very not vegan. Um, it's very not sustainable, and it just it felt dirty not just because of all the grease I was consuming mm. um, but I think that can cause a lot of anxiety as well so you have to be careful of finding the balance of like what is my responsibility and what can I take on in right. terms of saving the world and the planet and all the animals um, right. Right. it's just about kind of doing your part and yeah. you as well at the same time do, do what you can with what you have where you are right exactly. Yeah. I think if we all did that, we did probably things would be a little bit better. <laughs> right? Totally. Totally. For sure. But in the meantime, before I go saving the planet, I'm gonna watch a little bit of Disney Plus. Oh and uh, hey. we're gonna we're gonna I can already tell you don't oh, oh well, I don't sorry. think we do. <laughs> 
Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You keep bringing the mood down, Rebecca. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, Britain sucks, by the way. <laughs> like, cold stuff. <laughs> it's cold and dreary. We don't have Disney Plus. Yeah. I've been vegan and it's 1130 at night. What else do you want from me? Oh, my God. <laughs> you kept me up. I'm normally in bed by eight. <laughs> Seriously, what time do you go to bed? I really have to know now. I was not exactly. joking. It's 8 p.m. Wow. Right. Okay. And Respect. Sometimes it's like 7. No, because I, 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 if I leave work, I, I don't normally get home until half six. Uh, and then I eat some dinner. I go to bed. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. No, with day, daylight savings has mess. Oh, I used to go to bed. Really, really oh, messy. dude. I used to go to bed at like 10 o'clock and now I have fallen asleep before eight o'clock a couple times. My wife's like, buddy, you fell asleep at 7.55 last night and then I'm waking up and oh, it's really early. It's really throwing yeah. me for a loop. Um, yeah, it's like jet lag, but you're like, it's only an hour. But- Kaylin has that, there was a, a sort of a B horror movie back in uh, the late 90s where there's this curse that's sort of transferred uh, from a, you know, from like an old Romanian woman, like to someone who's like thinner, you know, just like, I'm going to curse you to be thinner, which sounds really actually quite nice. And um, <laughs> <laughs> point. he's going to get to a point. I'm going to get to a point. I always get to a point. He gets yeah. there. I'll get there. Just give me time. Uh, and I feel like Kaylin has this exact sort of ability to transfer a curse um, where he he told me the other day that he's waking up at two thirty three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, you, that would never happen to me. It would just never happen to me. Well, guess what? The last four days in a row, two thirty three o'clock in the morning, I wake up and I'm like, I roll over and I look at my at my Twitter and I'm like, I'm gonna DM this mofo because <laughs> he did this to me. Yeah, he, it's your fault. Curse. Everyone watching this. Me, like, well, to be fair, I if I wake up at three thirty, that probably be right. I probably have to that <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, because it feels like then I've got time to like go to the gym before I go to work. Right. And right. I've been struggling with that. I think the darkness and the cold makes it so difficult. Oh my God. Can you save this conversation, Kaylin? She's stressing me out. She's like bumming me out. No, it makes difficult. And I think it's something something I'm like fighting with at the minute because I I haven't been for a run this week and that's making me feel a bit bad. Yeah. It Um, does though, right? Like like running just lifts me up. It's crazy. You lift me up. (laughs) It is amazing the effects that it has on I actually, I don't, I walk a lot. I'm, I'm starting to run, but I walk my dog a lot. And it's gotten, it's about 20s, 20 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's below freezing here. Um, and I, my throat is kind of hurting me. I haven't been sleeping good because of my throat. And I'm having to decide, do I walk the dog in the cold and maybe mess my throat up more or do I not? And it's like, I got to do it. Because if I don't get out and get that walk, I'm just going to feel horrible. So it's almost worth it to risk the throat a little bit more than to not get that time walking because I'll just, I'll just be a mess. Uh, I, I, no, I can't identify with either of you because it's 74 degrees here constantly and it's just beautiful. But he doesn't understand Rebecca. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I'll be honest. Um, no, I actually, this is my first time I think in four years, maybe that I haven't spent uh, a uh, remembrance day or, or Veterans Day in uh, in England. I, I've been at Mage Titans the last three or four years, um, and that it, this was the first year that I haven't been there. And it is; it's quite different. You know, the sun comes up so late; it's not sunny, <laughs> not like here, and uh, it goes down so early too. It is; it, it really can't affect you. Um, so, you know, cheers that you're you know trying to make that work. That's that's got to be tough. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's it's one of those things that once you get out there, you realize that you're enjoying it, and your blood's pumping, and mm. you warm yourself up. And actually, the crisp cool air can feel really refreshing and really nice. 
yeah. but it's it's just getting that motivation to be like oh, getting outside like actually opening the front door and stepping out once you're out there and you're going like it feels fantastic it feels yeah. I think it probably feels nicer in the winter than it does in the summer yeah well because like, that crisp air if 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 we were to do a little bit of math, so you took us up on the Mage Talk Weight Loss Challenge, Rebecca, and you jumped right on it. Um, I'm curious uh, if we could do a little bit of math. I don't want to put anybody on the spot. Totally okay if you don't want to answer it. But uh, I've lost 154 pounds at this point um, through diet and exercise. Kaylin, you've lost a good bit of weight. I'm about 32. I'm kind of plateaued. I've been plateaued at 193, but so I'm down about 32. Okay. Evan weighed myself for two weeks, but the last time I weighed myself, I was at 30 pounds last. Oh, wow. That's like 3,000 stone, right? I thought you I don't know what the conversion is. Stone. That's what yeah. I thought. I was like, I was ready. Nearly, nearly two stone, I think. Okay. Nearly so, 1.7 stone. It's not as impressive. Please don't do things in stone. It doesn't... <laughs> well, there's 14 pounds in a stone. Okay. And why 14? Who knows? <laughs> uh, so 216 pounds between... Uh, the three of us. That's impressive. Um, it's incredible, really. I, I'm uh, constantly... It, it, what's really nice about what's happened is that you have uh, a, a few of us, and I know there's more out there, uh, but it's now become, at least in my circle, this really awesome, like virtuous cycle of me being inspired by other people and uh, and constantly having people sort of just slide into DMs and say you know, ask questions or hit me up when I post something that's like, mm, mm, uh, everything sucks and I'm injured and I hate it. And, um, but it's really great to have like now a community of people where I didn't have that before. Uh, I never had anything like that before. The community I had around me was like, you got to post more on stack overflow or you're not worth anything. You piece of crap. <laughs> um, yeah. or this opinion that you have about Magento is wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 It's nice that like, it's kind of like the Magento community has evolved to kind of like take in more than just the platform. And I think I think it was Ben Marks that tweeted as a quote from somebody at Meet Magento mm. Asia. He was like, "Magento is an emotion." Mm. Like, I saw that's that. That so amazing. true. Like that really was like, "Whoa, that's like accurate." It really yeah. is an emotion. It's more than just a platform because we all like feel it. We all take it with us and as I said I like for whatever journey we're on and yeah. uh, wherever we're going it's it's more than just work now it's 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 everything around that and it's actually what we can do to help strengthen ourselves while we work so our health and our well-being and our family life and our social life we're kind of putting more stoke on that side and making sure that um both as individuals and the people around us in the community are aware of that and are talking about it and I think like you say, you can like no matter what when you go on Twitter or what you go on Twitter for, you can always find someone that you can relate to and someone that can inspire you to to get back onto whatever it is you're doing, be it through like exercise and mental health or actually work wise. So like, there's always loads of cool stuff being posted, mm, models, yeah. new technologies, all this stuff. So yeah. no matter what you're looking for inspiration in that you'll always find it in the gentle community now it's it's amazing it really is i'm curious um on the on the mental health stuff um are you um hearing because you've put a lot of stuff out there uh, and been talking about it a lot are you hearing from people are people reaching out and saying hey i struggle with x y and z and um are you are you getting a better view into what you know what what the what kind of the what's the picture of the the mental health of the community? What are the types of things that maybe developers or people tend to struggle with and you know, things like that? Um, I think, it, like, it shocked me just how common it is and just yeah. how many different kinds of people have similar experiences and, and similar feelings around, um, like work anxiety and just feeling like a lot of imposter syndrome yeah they're feeling like that they they their opinion is not valid or that what they think isn't important and that they don't know what they're talking about and that they're going to be found out for to be mm. the fraud that they think they are that's yeah. really common which then it feeds into a lot of the the anxiety and depression that 
that they suffer like even outside of work um and so yeah I think that's probably the biggest one is that that imposter syndrome is so common because it's such it's such a high pressure and uh fast moving environment that that we work in it's it's really easy to get swept up and feel like you've been dragged along and that you're really far behind um and that you don't know like what's going on um, and that everyone else is so clued up and, and knows yeah. exactly what they're talking about whereas it's it's really not the case yeah. um we are all just trying to to move forward and do the best we can yeah. um but obviously it's it's that whole comparing your insides to other people's outsides like yeah it's, it's a very different mm. half of everyone else yeah that's a powerful way of saying that um i i comparing your insides to someone else's outside um which now that i said it back it sounded dirty but that's okay um i like that though I, I think that's really interesting um the way you said it it's like made me think i i posted uh you know it's one of these like quasi-philosophical <laughs> sort of things that i'm prone to post um was I, I have these like half thoughts and I put them out there. Uh, and <clears throat> one was, I feel like the truest phrase anyone can sort of utter is, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know why we all feel like the need to have to know everything all the time. And this, this sense of just being able to admit when we don't have an answer or when we don't have any familiarity with something or when we haven't ever done something or we've never heard of something before, like that's so we just need a lot more of that. And uh, because I think that there is a, a need to maintain persona in this, com- well, in all communities, really, right? Even in like neighborhoods, right? Uh, and in yeah. communities of all sizes. So yeah, we have this need or this like human desire to want to maintain a persona and make sure that our, the thing we're putting out into the world is like perfect. But in reality, it's so much more, uh, authentic when you can, you know, maybe just start with something very small, like, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. And, 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 and it doesn't need any qualification, right? Because well, it doesn't matter why, like you just don't, and that's okay. Uh, and I found that very freeing recently, uh, to, to try to practice that for myself, because I, I think that that, that starts, uh, it starts again, another virtuous cycle because, Hopefully people that have platforms can be a little more authentic and that like they're not the object of like the source of all knowledge. And that's one thing I've struggled with. I'm sure I'm curious if you struggle with this at all, Rebecca, now that you've been sort of transparent about uh, things in, in your mental health journey or weight loss journey or, uh, you know, even your career, uh, you're a Magento master, right? You're, uh, you're on the Magento uh the Magento Association board, uh, you've reached a level of your career. Do you find that there's a part of you when people come to you and ask for advice, like you feel like you have to help them or you feel like you, you're sort of like responsible for them in some way? And how does that affect you? Yeah. So it, it, like I really struggle with that like level of expectation and feeling like I'm not who everyone thinks I am. I'm not as good as everyone thinks I am. Mm. That is a massive, like, even like now, I like, that's probably the first time I've actually fully admitted that I don't believe I am what everyone thinks I am. Like, I have no idea why you guys have asked me to be on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, it's, but that, and that, that is, it's, it's, it's something that I deal with every single day. And it's something that mm. probably has been the, the biggest reason why, like, obviously, I've, like, I've had a quite a lot of, like, social media sabbaticals, um, both for, like, professional and personal reasons over the, like, the last year. This year has been, like, insane. Don't get me started. But, like, agony aren't if I got started on the year that I've had. Mm. But it's kind of, like, one of those things where, because I know how I feel then when people come to me with similar issues and similar questions and, and problems that I've been, like, question for myself it's kind of like oh no I really want to help you um because I can see myself in them or I can see myself in in the the way that they're talking and the questions that they're raising and yeah it it is like a responsibility thing that you you do feel like because I'm 
hate, hate saying this, but like I am known in the community. So like like I'm sure you two uh, like understand this feeling of because I've got to this point, it's kind of like a point of privilege. So it feels like mm. I, I have to give back because I've got so much out of it. I've learned so much from from being in the position that I am and from uh, getting to know the people that I've, I've had the privilege of meeting and the events that I've been able to go to and how I've been able to talk to people and being able to express my opinions and then um, and to have gained so much momentum in this community, it, it really does feel like an, an absolute honour. And so I don't want to take that for granted and I don't want anyone to feel like I'm taking that for granted or that I don't think it's important because I, I really do think it's important. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think I will always try and help anyone. Yeah. And I think it helps you to help people as well. Like it, like it's totally. certainly talking to people about um, situations like that I then find myself giving them the advice that I need to hear. Mm. Um, and so that can actually be really helpful for me right. when I then reflect on that conversation I'm like actually if you listen to what you just said you have done the opposite of that for the past month right. <laughs> so why don't you try following that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it's crazy how I'll, I'll literally I'll give advice in to one person here and then 10 minutes later I'll realize I'm not taking that advice myself or any, or I, I can do it to a greater degree or whatever. And it's just, um, it's just a journey. But, but uh, what, what do you think, um, what, what do you think people should do? Let's say somebody's in the community and they're thinking, I do feel that imposter syndrome. I do feel that <clears throat> anxiety at work. I feel like I'm not good enough. And what are some practical steps? Like, should they, try to find a buddy to talk to? Should they find a therapist? All of the above? Like what are some of the, you know, easiest, let's say quickest wins they can get or, you know, easiest ways for them to maybe reach out and get some support? Um, I'd say it would very much depend on where they're at in, in that. Like there comes, there's a point where just talking to someone, just like getting a buddy is everything that you would like would need. Um, and just being able to say to them, look, I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling like I don't belong. And just them saying, like, don't be silly. You're great. Like, everyone loves you. You've, like, hit X, Y, Z. Would you have done X, Y, Z if, if you weren't um, as, as good as, as we believe you are? It's like, um, and kind of having that support from peers as well, that can be enough. But there are times when it gets to the point where you have, it's it's too much like that you just can't hear that you, yeah. like no matter who says it to you like it could be someone that you respect massively it could be like your boss it could be could be the queen of england it could be anyone that's telling you that you're you're doing an amazing job and you just you won't be able to hear it when you get yeah. past that point and that's when you really need to look at more professional help i think um, mm. and that's that can be really scary and it's not and it's and it is a it's a like I know, like I say, like I get professional help. It's not always that easy for people. Uh, it's not always that available either. Um, like we're very lucky in this country that we do have free healthcare and that you can go along to the GP. And GPs are generally like very understanding of mental health issues, and there's there's more and more awareness going around for it all the time. Um, but yeah, there's. So also bearing in mind that there are free services online, things like there's helplines you can call um, that are amazing. They have amazing volunteers that can just talk you through anything and that can be a, a great starting step. Um, but it's, it's hard to know what you need like at, at any given point as to how, how bad it's got. Right. Um, like, when I went to the, when, when I was really, really struggling, like, um, earlier this year, uh, I, I went to the doctors and I, I, I walked in and I was like instantly apologizing. apologizing. I was like, I'm really sorry for taking up your time. I just, well, I don't, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And he was like, why don't you just tell me what's going on? And I explained everything that was going on. He was like, yeah, that sounds like a lot. He was like, it was like, mm. if you'd have walked in and said, you know, even just one of these things that you've got going on, I would have still been referring you to get some help. 
Um, yeah. And he was like, the mm. fact that you've listed up five different things and then you're still telling me you're fine. Um, but that's like our nature. It's our nature to be like, but it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Honestly, it's fine. There's I can deal with it. On. I can take yeah. care of it. I can figure it out. Yeah. And you always compare yourself to what, like, like it, the, the, I think my most used saying is, oh, it could be worse. It could be worse. Mm. Yes, it it yeah. could be worse, but it also could be, it could be better. And like everyone's reactions and everyone's problems are valid. It doesn't matter if it's not like a score. It's not like a point system of like, oh, I, I stubbed my toe. That gets a two, but like, you know, something, something, something's massively drastic happening. Yeah. That's, you can only get help when you, you're, your stress levels are at a 10. It's like yeah. people's stress levels hit different levels yeah. for different reasons. And it's, and it's all, it's all relative. Like yeah. it could be that something that stresses me out massively and is a huge trigger for me. You don't even register as being an issue. It's just something that you can shrug off. And I think that's where people are like, Oh, it could be worse. Like we see the news as well and everything going on in the news is always, way worse than anything that we're dealing with in our lives and so it kind of then adds more guilt to like why am I feeling this way when my life could be so much worse and yet I can't cope with how great my life is that kind of mentality can be really damaging let's face it Magento can be a beast to run in the cloud and that's why Stratus by MageMojo is hosting Evolved. Say goodbye to dedicated DevOps teams and complex cloud architecture. With Stratus, you get a rock-solid architecture that's built on Amazon AWS and true cloud auto-scale. Never worry about capacity planning ever again with the full power of AWS that's behind your site. Backed by Magento Cloud Architecture Geniuses at MageMojo on technologies like ECS, Kubernetes, Aurora, and also a 15-minute SLA that's the fastest in the entire industry, you can be sure that your site is in good hands with Stratus. Give it a try today, and we know you won't be disappointed. Head over to magemojo.com slash magetalk and get started. That's M-A-G-E-M-O-J-O dot com slash magetalk. Thanks again to MageMojo for the continued support of MageTalk. MageTalk is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex is a Magento premier partner, providing cloud and on-premise solutions that can be tailored to specific industries for every major line of tax, including sales and use, income, value added, and payroll. Vertex Cloud is the SaaS solution that automates sales and use tax, including calculation and returns. With multiple service levels and flexible pricing models, Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes, from recognizable brands like Honda, Pepsi, and Verizon to small businesses the world over. Find out more today at vertexsmb.com and be sure to mention Mage Talk to get 15 months for the price of 12. Once again, that's vertexsmb.com. I, th- I think that's what creates so much like uh, pain almost or dissonance in that things like one thing that uh, I have somebody very close to me who struggles with this uh, in, in a very deep way. And the the constant refrain is I have everything I ever wanted and I'm still unhappy. Mm-hmm. And that creates its own emotional duress, Right. And at least with, you know, uh, a stubbed toe, you can sort of quantify uh, the reason why your toe hurts. Sometimes it's very hard to quantify the reasons why emotionally you feel pain. And there's not always a reason why, right? There's, it's not like sometimes there just isn't a reason. And, and it's just, it just is like that just, and I think that that can be really traumatic for a lot of people. Um, I'm, I, I struggle more and more with uh, something that I've come to understand to be called codependency. Um, but I think most people don't know what that word means. Um, so the thing that I'm, I've been sort of open about recently is I struggle with two things. Uh, people, I need people to like and approve of me right? I need it. 
and it's like a drug. And it's, it's something that I crave. I crave approval. Uh, I crave admiration. And, uh, and the way that I go about getting that happens in, in a lot of different ways. And for somebody who struggles with that to have a platform or many platforms where your voice can be heard and people can action stuff off of it can be very addicting. And then when you don't have the approval, it can be soul and world crushing. And I'm part of what creates... And, and, and I only realized this through the whole essentialism uh, revelation that I had a couple of years ago, which is, you know, I had this idea that um, helping people and, and doing things for people or, you know, in, in my world, maybe helping people on something like Stack Overflow and gaining some notoriety there. It's come up twice now in this uh, little session. I don't know why. Um, but helping people there, you know, gave me, uh, you know, gave me some satisfaction. I was helping people, but people came to depend on me. And you do that enough and you take enough on and eventually you're doing so many things that you, you can't, you start to let some people down, right? Uh, and I use the analogy of plate spinning. You can only spin so many plates for so long before one hits the floor. And then it becomes a unvirtuous cycle of the thing that I'm trying to avoid, which is, I don't want people to not like me. I'm actually starting to create because I don't want to tell anybody no, because I don't want anybody to disapprove of me. Uh, but in reality, the very thing that they need to hear is no, because otherwise I'm going to create that. I'm going to create that future. I'm going to make them disappointed in me because I can't make everybody happy all the time. Right. And I think that, that, that in and of itself for me is just manifested in a different way. It makes me feel good to help people, but it also makes me realize that sometimes that overextended, like any strength overextended becomes a weakness. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of sick, right? Like my, my need for approval will actually cause me, it's a detriment. And, and, um, and so I have to learn to start saying, you know, man, that that's a tough situation. I'm sorry that you're going through that and just kind of leave it at that. Cause otherwise it becomes my problem. (laughs) And then then I'm, you know, and then I, I can definitely look like, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know how to end that sentence. I'll, I'll leave it there. Well, yeah, actually got a couple, got a couple things in the live chat here. John, uh, says this is an awesome subject. Thank you so much for opening up and sharing. Um, and then Gareth, um, has a question. Uh, it'd be cool to hear if you have any tips on social anxiety, mm. for example, for people that are new or trying to be more present in the community and have social anxiety that stops them from talking to people. Um, yeah, I don't know if any of you guys want to, Rebecca, you want to chime in on that? Go one? for it. Um, I'd probably recommend starting slow and small. Um, so don't throw yourself into a situation that's going to trigger a huge social anxiety attack um, and push yourself too far too fast because uh, that can actually then scare you off from any future um, kind of events or, or anything like that. So um, if, if we are talking about actual events, maybe go to a smaller event first or like just like a little, a little meetup um, local to you um and try not to put too much pressure on yourself um or think that other people are judging you in any way because a, a lot of people like it's, it's funny when you get put into these social situations you instantly think that everyone is looking at you and everyone's thinking something yeah. about you whereas generally everyone is doing the exact same as you and is thinking everyone is thinking about them mm-hmm. um, and yeah. is is it like i'm trying to think back to Obviously, it's been a very, very long time that I've been in the community. And like, when I think back to what I was like pre Magento and pre like having a YouTube channel and pre being known by anyone, I was I was painfully shy. Like, I was a very much a recluse. I wouldn't go to social events. Like, like and like I used I used to get told off for not for not talking enough to enough people hmm. and so I like um and so I know that it can be really difficult and I think that what 
I think what changed for me is that that whole mentality of fake it till you make it. Mm. And I very much just started mm. faking it. Um, and till eventually it became, became less scary. Um, but yeah, I feel like I, I'm not sure if that advice is best or not. Yeah, um, that's one. <laughs> that necessarily work for everyone. Um, but I think trying to take the pressure off yourself uh, to be anything other than yourself. Yeah. Um, is really I think, I think one thing I'd say kind of along those lines, you know, it's funny, I've gotten real comfortable going to Magento events because I've just done it so many times, but like, I've been trying to go to some events here in Austin where I don't know anybody. And it's like starting from that ground zero is like super hard. And like, I still like, I'm like, nah, I don't want to go to that. That's going to be annoying, you know, and I don't know anybody there. And um, I think the, maybe the tip I would give is um, just plan on going to events consistently over a period of time, over a period of years. And um, there's something that like a lot of times you want that first event. You want to knock it out of the park. You want to go there. You want to just kind of like you're saying, Rebecca, maybe you want to bite off more than you could chew. You want to just be awesome. And I think a lot of the times, you know, that first event, it's, it's kind of awkward. It doesn't go as great as you thought it would. But if you keep going, let's say Mage Titans, right? Let's say you've gone to Mage Titans now four years in a row. By that fourth year, you know people and things just kind of flow a lot better. So I would say give yourself that longer time frame to just go consistently within a certain network or community. And I think things will, you know, get, things will build up slower than you'd want them to, but they'll, they'll eventually get there. Maybe um, if it's talking to people that you struggle with as well, like Mm. practicing some small talk. Um, So just, yeah, practice, like, just Google small talk um, and kind of just, just get yourself a topic and something that you'll, you, you, you feel comfortable talking about and then ask people about that. Yeah. Um, and I think just remembering that you don't have, you don't have to be constantly talking. You can, you can do like active listening mm-hmm. as well. Um, and that can take the pressure off you if, if instead of, feeling like you need to input and feeling like you need to, to give constantly. You can uh, instead just kind of feed the, co- the, the conversation that you're having um, and, yeah, do a, a little bit more active listening and just saying, you know, what do you do? Yeah. Why did you decide to do that? Uh, and so just, much and of the time... Just- just asking questions is, you know, so there can be certain people at conferences who just talk about themselves over and over, right? And that can be a little bit of a turnoff. Whereas people <laughs> just <laughs> people guilty that just, <laughs> people that just ask questions. <laughs> I, I wasn't subtweeting you, but um, no, yeah, like just, it a little just, bit. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Go on, go on, go on. But just yeah, just asking questions is just generally such a great way uh, to engage with people. And it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's like a simple kind of a tactic, you might say, at how to socialize well, is just keep asking questions and, and, and follow up questions and to learn more about them um, is definitely a great way to go. Yeah. I got some more questions coming through on Twitter, but, but Philip, did you want to jump in on any of that? Uh, no, I just want to say, uh, I want to say that I, I was very um, encouraged at, at the, uh, dev exchange, uh, which we started talking about at the top of the show here, which is, you know, we, we just get around a table and we talk about a, a particular topic and we let the conversation evolve. And, and we had, uh, I think, uh, Willem, uh, Willem was at that Willem, uh, Vigman, and he, he was very open about his burnout and his struggles and, uh, he actually has a thread on Twitter, which somehow I missed, but has, you know, um, a lot of engagement. Um, you can go find it uh, and we'll link it up in the show notes, but the, just such an incredible story of feeling so much pressure and so much weight. And then kind of when it all falls down, eventually when you realize that like the fallout happened, there's actually, it's kind of freeing afterwards because you yeah. feel like the weights finally come off. And you've, you know, the thing you were scared of the most has happened and now that's gone and it's over. And I think the thing we all sort of struggle with, especially in 
And, um, you know, a lot of us are in professional services or in client services. And again, I think it comes back to me, you know, feeling like everybody looks to me for answers. Like if I don't know, then who knows? And, uh, I, I think that sometimes, yeah, we, we sort of live under that fear. I, I was, I was most encouraged by the fact that I did, you know, I tried to do as little talking as possible at that round table. And I was just to hear other people's stories was, um, so heartening, like really built up something so strong in me that, um, you know, you're just not alone. And I think that's one thing that, uh, that I've taken away too in, uh, going to, uh, group sessions is, Nobody has all the answers, right? But it it helps so much to know that you're not alone. And so there's things like um, OSMI uh, that exists in dev communities like open sourcing mental illness. I know, Rebecca, you've been involved in that in the past. Um, but just finding a safe group of people that you can share some of this stuff with and starting very, very small is a great word of encouragement there, Rebecca. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, we had a couple more things uh, coming in here. Um, actually, Willem did um, reply on Twitter with a link to mm. that thread um, that he had um, posted on closing his agency. It's um, probably probably won't read through the whole thread here, but um, yeah, he talks about closing down his agency and dealing with burnout and um, and stuff like that. So that's mm. uh that's a reality, man. It's a massive, massive. Right? Yeah. Like um having to close a business, having to quit a job, having to end a relationship. You know, these are all realities. Um and then um Francis yeah, actually, you have to prioritize yeah, sorry. yourself. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, yeah. No, you're right. It's it yeah, it, it it's all about prioritizing number one at the end of the day. Um mm. and it may feel selfish as well, which um it it's it's, it's a, I think that's that's one thing that you really struggle with whether it's a personal reason so like ending a relationship or something like that or like uh, ending a business um or en- ending a relationship with a client even it can feel like you're being extremely selfish um and that you're in some way not doing what you should be doing so I imagine that that Zillan felt a lot of guilt around closing his business um not just because of his own personal reasons but of the ways that it would affect the people around him and and that I think takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of bravery um but it is something that you need to do in order to kind of (laughs) prioritize yourself and your own health because like you say like you said earlier Phil like there's only so much you can do before you start dropping plates um and then once one's gone you'll struggle to keep hold of all of them and you'll find that you've got just a bunch of smash fights <laughs> around mm. you. Um, and yeah, it's, it's difficult, but by prioritizing yourself, you actually prioritize the people around you as well. Um, because you have, you have to be selfish in order to be selfless. You can't just be selfless all the time. Yep. Yep. Um, and then Joseph mentioned, uh, I'm very shy as well. Believe it or not, I force myself to be more social in certain situations, community events, but it still has a very negative impact on my personal life. Um, and then Gareth replied, uh, yes, I know the shy feeling very well. Luckily, I get to go to some events in my job, went to uh, Meet Magento UK and basically hid in a corner the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was better at MLEU though, but it was a battle. What, what do we like? What like that hiding in a corner? That's such a real thing that I think people you know deal with, right? Like that's kind of that worst case scenario. You're like, oh gosh, I hope I don't end up hiding in a corner when I go to an event. Um, if you go with a buddy, oh, that's I always do. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> honestly. That's, I I I'm always, I always leave events feeling so disappointed in mm. myself, like, and that can be really toxic. Um, because I feel like it's like I've made this massive effort to get to the event and then I've done, like I've, I've put like, and then I get to the end and I feel like I've not done enough. I've not spoke to enough people. I've not seen enough talks. I've not, yeah, done enough. Um, mm. And yeah, it can, 
it can be it can, like as 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 good as events are they're probably the hardest thing for me because I do feel an immense pressure and I yeah. feel like a lot of people feel like that because and, and I think that's that feeds into the social anxiety as well because you go to these events and then you kind of like just follow the flow of, of people without actually doing anything so I think yeah. like I'm very lucky that I know a lot of people now right but, but then I do find myself then using them as comfort blankets and right. just only speaking to people that I know right um right. and it's 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 scary it's like it's, it's hard for everyone I think yeah you know, I've, I've not fully mastered that yeah and then you get yeah, to a point where hard. you're you're not meeting new people at events you're not you know challenging yourself to talk to people you don't know you're just you've got that little crew that you're comfortable with and then you stick with them because you don't want to you know be in that uncomfortable mode and uh yeah i don't know yeah i've i've had very high highs and low lows at events uh, a good chunk of the time you know after going to events consistently it'll go pretty pretty well and i'll have a good time and really enjoy it um like i remember meeting you for the first time rebecca in, in vegas and just i enjoyed that like we just chatted and just laughed. It was hysterical. You were doing your Scottish accents and yeah, it was yeah. like, it was oh. great. It was like, and I've had those moments of those just like meeting somebody for the first time. Uh, and then, you know, by the same token, I'll have nights where I'm just like, oh, that sucked. That was a weird interaction. I'm going to go home early and uh, go to my hotel room early or whatever. And, you know, just the complete opposite. Um, uh, I think... Uh I think that there is a, a really good piece of advice there, which is, uh, you know, start small and try to find uh, little pockets of people that seem approachable. Um, I, I, I have no problem being the person to like raise my hand and ask a question or walk up to a group of people and be like, so I don't know you. And uh, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Uh, so I don't struggle with that. Uh, so I, but I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best to sympathize. I do think that people in general are even people that, you know, or people that you see online or people that live stream every bloody day for 50 days are very, uh, are very approachable and very, they're normal people. Like they're just normal people. And, um, we're all there for the same reason as well. I think that's yeah. one thing that is easy to forget is that when you're at these events, it's, to try and remember that everyone at this event is there to meet other people at the event. Like we don't all, we don't go to events and be like, I don't want to talk to anyone. If anyone tries to talk to me, I'm going to be really mean to them. Like, mm-hmm. like it's scary, but that yeah. just kind of reminding yourself that this person is at this event for social interactions. And so it, yeah, it kind of helps everyone seem a little bit more approachable to remember that we're all there for the same reason and that they're probably feeling the same way as you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that, that can, that can help as well. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think just have a system going into it. Just say, listen, I'm going to say hi to five people each day, or maybe it's three people or whatever it is, hit that number, have the questions prepared that you're going to ask you know, and, and like you said, Rebecca, Google it. There really are some straightforward tactics of just questions to ask and just follow that plan and know that it, it's not going to feel great a lot of the time, but follow it consistently. And, you know, you'll probably, I don't know, that's a very like me way of thinking about it, mm-hmm. systematic, but I guess that's one of the ways I might approach it. Kaylin would hire people on Upwork to do the conference small talk if he possibly could. <laughs> exactly. He's going to put um, the list of questions into Airtable. Oh, and yeah. have, a, have, you know. Have a, Za- a Zapier integration. <laughs> yeah. Ask the questions. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, king question. of automation. Yeah, yeah. A question from Francis. This, this is pretty intense, actually. He says that his mom is a uh, paranoid schizophrenic. Um, so I'd like to ask others to see what their outlook is when it gets really hard for you. What is your recovery routine, uh, specifically when you feel you're at your breaking point? Hmm. Uh, this might be a, obviously a question that's better for a professional to respond to. Um, but, uh, but, 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 but yeah, I mean, th- these are the realities and I actually have 
family members that have some pretty intense issues as well. Um, and so I think a lot of us have these, these, these uh, situations in our lives um, through different yeah. relationships. And um, let me, let me, let me say one thing and I don't know anything about that situation and I haven't struggled with any of that myself. Um, I will say that you are important, right? And like taking care of yourself shouldn't be something you feel guilty over. And sometimes taking care of yourself is the only way that you can help others. And so you really do have to take time for yourself. For me, I feel best when I am well-balanced in life. And that means that I'm filling up all the buckets that matter to me. And so taking time for yourself for, you know, things you know to do that you're probably not doing for me. And I'm, this is for me, this is for Philip. If I'm not like praying and being spiritually centered and I'm not writing gratitudes down and journaling every day, and I'm not eating healthy and I'm not, you know, physically active. And, uh, and like, if I'm not doing all of those things every day, I'm, I'm out of balance and I can't help anyone else if I myself am sick. And so I, I think just generalized advice for anyone is I know it's hard. Um, I know it's really hard, but you know, it's, it's really important that you're healthy. Um, and, and so you should, you should try to find a way to maximize your, uh, your state of being and maximize your health. Yeah. And, um, so don't, don't neglect yourself because someone else around you needs, needs you and relies upon you because they need you to be healthy so that you can help them. Yeah. Um, and anyway. you dealt with, you know, some heavy things, uh, Philip. And, and so there's really yeah. a lot of weight that, that those words carry. Um, and um, I, I, I totally agree there. You know, I have some family members with some pretty heavy issues and I think that you know, it's one of those things, I think, going back to what we said in the beginning, where we might say, man, my problems aren't that bad. This other person's problems are so much bigger than mine. Why should I worry about that jog? Why should I worry about that thing I need to do, take care of myself, that gym time? Whereas that's exactly what you need. That's exactly what you need to do to uh, be in a good position yourself um, in order to be in a position to help other people. Um, yeah. learning your triggers as well like mm. philip said like that you have like if you don't, haven't filled up those buckets then you're gonna start getting triggered so if you have if you haven't eaten properly or if you, you haven't um done the things that you normally do in your routine it can set you out of whack for everything and if those are triggers then they can be like really detrimental to your health and then the help that you can give to people as well yeah. And so, yeah, I think learning those triggers and then checking yourself when you start to feel like you're losing control is really important. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, knowing, knowing yourself. Um, got another comment here. I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Uh, um, Scientic Craven? It's, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty close. Scientic. <laughs> that's actually Francis who was uh, in, the, in the twit. In the tweeters, oh, <laughs> in the tweeters. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, hardest part is the first step, getting the courage to talk to a random person. I end up using someone I know who knows them to introduce me. So I vo avoid the uh, potential of rejection. I actually think this is a great little, mm. little tactic as well, is to, if you know somebody, to ask them to introduce you to someone else. Just, just, just asking them to do that. So much of the time... An introduction is one of the greatest things where, you know, you're not necessarily cold approaching somebody, but somebody you know is introducing you to somebody else. And that's just one of the greatest ways to build relationships. And, but so you can just ask a friend, maybe they only know two other friends, right? But that, you know, just those, those introductions are going to already start getting that snowball kind of, kind of building. Um, I think that's, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, it's really a top tip. It's uh, getting late for you, Rebecca. I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, what? Oh, fine. Uh, I'll, I'll work from home. It's fine tomorrow. <laughs> that's uh, okay. How about this? It's getting late for me. 
So, I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this has been re- honestly didn't even realize the time. It's gone so quickly. It really has. Really has. I, I thought maybe we could uh, push the Mage Talk weight loss challenge one more time. I think we'll give it a renewed push in January. Uh, but I'd love to find I mean, a way that, yeah, I'd love to find a way that we can, uh, you know, create one more like uh, uh, like a way to track all of this or a way for us to all get together uh, and share results and stuff. Maybe there's some way we can do that. I'd love that. Um, yeah, yeah, we kind of need like a shared app or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's got to be something. I use Fitbit um, or Strava or something. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. How we can, how we can track it, but it, it I think is really important. As uh, a, as a weight loss and stress loss challenge. <laughs> I stress loss tried. challenge. I like that. Yeah. Give me some, give me some of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like percentage stressed. <laughs> I've lost three stone of stress this week. <laughs> There's the show title. I, yeah. Three stone. Yeah. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for it. Uh, I've lost three stone of stress. Well, thanks so much again, Rebecca, for coming on. Uh, is there anything you want to point people to here as we get ready to close out? Uh, oh, I, I should have probably prepped some stuff, but. Just um, bear in mind that there's a lot of local resources that you can find. I think they're really important. Um, so obviously we have a very international uh, community. Um, so it's worth just checking what is your local number to dial should you need help. If there's any local meetups and things, coffee mornings, things like that are great for um, just kind of like getting yourself out there and, and into a more friendly environment um mm, park yeah. runs are really popular uh here and they're they're great just 5k jogs uh, around local parks that that are, like i've started to get into and honestly they're an amazing community that i went on my own and i was a bit scared um and within i think the first 10 minutes i saw a family trying to take a selfie in front of the park run sign so i, was, I just I and asked if they wanted me to take the photo and then the, the lady um, that was part of that family, she comes in and talks to me now every week, um, every week that she sees me there. And that's really nice. And like, that was just an effortless way of, of kind of getting to know people um, just by offering to take a photo for them. And um, so, yeah, mm. just look at local events that, that you're interested in. Um, and yeah, there's loads of online resources that you can find like Nice. Mind.com, then all these, uh, yoga, there's loads of on the government websites as well, which nice. is really useful. Um, or yeah, just tweet, tweet me. Ah, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'm just like, yeah, sign me up for more, please. No, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a good place at the minute. So, um, yeah, if, if you're struggling, to chat, even if it's just a, hey, how are you? I'm, yeah, yeah I'm good. How are you? Um, we'll just have a conversation. For that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, I really hope just, that yeah. the, I was just say, I really hope that mental health breakout becomes a common thing at, at pretty much every conference. I thought that was a great thing to start and yeah. I hope that keeps chugging along, but uh, I know we got to get wrapped up here. Philip, you want to, you want to take us home? Yeah, uh, that's it. Thanks so much for listening and or watching Mage Talk. And uh, we want to hear from you. Give us your feedback and or a five-star review anywhere podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or Spotify. And uh, catch us next time. Make sure you like and subscribe on our YouTube. And uh, if you're on our live stream right now, click that thumbs up button and uh, click uh, the bell uh, next to subscribe. And that way you'll get notified the next time we go live, which is usually... Every now and then, mostly <laughs> Wednesday uh, at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, 2.30 p.m. Pacific. All right, that's it. Also, make sure make sure to check out Rebecca's YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, she, uh. Didn't, she didn't promo that <laughs> at all. I was trying to give She's her like, a no, please. chance to do some oh, promo. It's fine, check out her YouTube channel for sure. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Those videos, uh, they, they, they make me cringe nowadays. <laughs> Um, really? Yeah, there's a lot wow. of fun stuff on there. Um, so yeah, do do check me out. Um, yeah, I'm all I'm often on Twitter and Instagram, and being social. So.
yeah find me anywhere at, at Rebecca Broxton alright that's it thanks everybody thanks everybody